Sure. Tell me all about how you went to Gen Con. Three hours away, spent all kinds of cash, had all kinds of fun, played all kinds of games, and you can't make it to our regular gaming session once a week in the town you live in? Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of The Grognards. I'm Dean Geiken. I am Eric Holly, And I'm Greg Ziegler. And joining us all the way from down by Springfield, Illinois, it is none other than Jimmy McGuire. Welcome, Jimmy. Hey guys, glad to be back from the for the post-Gen Con Grognard special. <laughs> I guess that's what we're calling it. And it's important that we have Jimmy because we're talking about Gen Con this episode. Yes. And Greg didn't go. And I work all Gen Con, so we, we needed an extra person to talk about Gen Con. <laughs> I think we all have. Uh, I was there for three of the four days, and I had, a, I had a great time. Three of the four days? I was there for four of the five days. You must not include Wednesday in your Gen Con. Well, actually, I got there about 8.30 Wednesday night. Uh, my daughter comes with me now for the last four years, had to work. Nice. Unfortunately, she's not in the level where I just take off whenever I want, because that's who I am. <laughs> Uh, so we didn't get there till late, and we missed some of the festivities, but we did get to taste the Gen Con beer. Well, you know what? Let's just go ahead and start this podcast. Let's let's we're going to skip our normal games people play because we kind of been playing things. But I do want to give Greg a little bit of a chance to kind of chime in on what he's been doing. We all went to Gen Con, but what about you? Uh, well, actually, right before Gen Con, I was in Wisconsin at the uh, Air Venture. Uh Air show at Oshkosh, so there was oh, there was right. no gaming there. There was a lot of walking, a lot, it, a lot of walking. I bet you love that just as much as gaming. Uh, yeah, actually, I've been doing that for a long time, and uh, that definitely took a priority because we got to uh, listen to uh, Apollo Eleven astronaut Michael Collins give a talk. Um, so with hmm. that being I'm the, impressed. With that, with that being the 50th anniversary, that was definitely a uh, must event for me and my son. No kidding. Um, still managed to not miss my. Uh, Bi-weekly Star Wars game and Eric's D&D game. The, all these things kind of lined up, so uh, both of those are moving along. Speaking uh, really well. of Star Wars, did you mm-hmm. see my post recently that they're coming out with Star Wars Barbie dolls? I get a lot of Star Wars messages, so you weren't the only one that I saw uh, yeah. post about that. Well, they're kind of cool. I, I'm I, At this point in my life, I think I'm at ease with my masculinity, and I will be buying Barbie dolls. <laughs> I will have to admit, I will have to admit, I did not buy any, but someone gave me the Ken and Barbie Star Trek dolls. Oh, wow. Those were pretty cool, though. I remember they those. They were. They were. I remember those. It was the uh, TOS uniforms and everything. You know, well, why, why, why would you want anything else? You're right. I'm waiting for uh, Barbie's father, Darth, to come out with his own version. <laughs> That's, right. That's pretty cool. Hey, which which of the uh, Barbies was your favorite? The the Leia, the Darth well, Vader, I only. The, the, supposedly they have the R two D two Barbie. Yeah, what? Yeah, Wait. she had the little blue square over her eye and everything. It yeah. was uh, it was it was very. interesting. I mean, how can you not love an R two D two Barbie? So she was kind of like Kaz playing R two D two, right? They kind of were. They were kind of like cosplay interpretive outfits <laughs> they, they were definitely there was some design going on there see i didn't ever narrow down my choice because i just sort of assumed i was going to get all of them oh, i'm sure they're also not cheap <laughs> they're like a hundred dollars each or so what, whoa whoa yeah. so jimmy yeah. are you gonna buy a barbie yeah i don't think that's in my future uh, <laughs> disney has a, enough of my money as it is yeah that is true so anything else greg that you did uh no other than uh, star wars and uh, eric's uh, every other week game, which is uh, 
been a little rough lately for my character, but uh, oh. that's pretty much situation normal. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Rough because you put him in that situation or because of the die? Um, a little of both. Uh, yeah, some bad rolls got me in some bad situations. He, he got possessed by an evil force. My body was disintegrated, and I was essentially killed-killed. Um, but, uh, again... <laughs> Uh, kill killed <laughs> yeah as opposed to just temporarily killed yeah there was there was no they they were going to bring me back and there was like there's nothing to bring back he's gone but yeah. uh thank, wow. thankfully my daughter's character who is sort of well a it's my daughter's character so that helped and um she had a leftover wish from yes. when they were bestowed a wish and she wished my character back which was very nice of her it was so nice of your daughter it really was you know if it wasn't your daughter gaming i doubt anybody else would have done that that's probably true although also on her part she was looking at this wish as a burden. She didn't know what to do with it. She was just like, I'm afraid to wish anything. I don't, she doesn't want it. Her character didn't want anything. She has a over super complicated character with a, it's a warlock. Yeah. Well, let me, a tiefling warlock. And you didn't come back with a tail or anything? I'm surprised Eric didn't play with that one. Well, I actually had one before that because I'm playing a tabaxi. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually lenient, and he came back with his fur, because for most of the campaign, he's been furless due to fireballs and acid. And <laughs> Eric, Eric enjoys abusing my character and, and then pointing out to me that he abuses my character. Not that, not, not that the same thing doesn't happen to the other characters. It just seems to affect mine more. Well, let me ask you, Eric. How do you handle wishes in, in the game? I mean, are you very literal, or do you kind of just it, play along with it a it bit? It depends. If... They're trying to game the system. <laughs> I will also game the system. So in this case, I, I was pretty lenient. Yeah. I mean, you're just wishing for a character to come back, and they, they jump through. You know, they were pretty specific, so I wasn't going to hose it. But if somebody's wishing for, like, I want to be the most powerful character in the world, okay, now let's see how creative I can get. Yeah. They end up in a genie bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the uh, bottom of the ocean. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. With a leaky cork. So, have you done anything uh, recently, Dean? Well, I mean, aside from Gen Con, I did get some gaming in uh, before Gen Con. I finally got to play the uh, initial game of uh, Joan of Arc after sorting through all the myriad of miniatures and such. It plays really well. I was very surprised at how quickly and easily it plays uh, for such a big game, but it takes... <clears throat> It's quite a setup ordeal. It takes a long time to set up. It I thought is... we weren't going to talk about this, and we just spent five minutes talking about. What All right. We're... Yeah, <laughs> you know what? You're right. That was my fault. I did the segue. I did the segue. So hey, let's get into our post Gen Con review. So Eric, myself, and Jimmy all went to Gen Con, but we did not actually encounter each other except I banged on the window when I was sitting having a glass of wine while I saw Eric and his entourage of teenagers. I, I call them <laughs> lackeys. Um, I, I, I saw the look on Eric's face of like, I need a drink. I need a drink. These people are slowing me down. You didn't see me. No, I but, did not. But, but Trinity did. Oh, she said, yeah, she mentioned. <laughs> and then when we walked by again, because we walked back, uh, you were gone. So Yeah, so... But we did not spend any time together, so I think we're going to kind of break it up a little bit, and uh, let's see what, uh, Jimmy, what did you have to do at Gen Con, and what were your impressions? And we can talk about that as we hit on different points of the convention. So how was your Gen Con? Well, to start off, this year I spent more time trying to plan doing the Dean Geiken method of planning <laughs> every minute of every day. And Don't I, I, do that. As, Don't do that. <laughs> as most plans go, it was worthless. Uh, we got there at 830 
We were excited. Uh, my new plan this year was to park my truck at a very good parking spot uh, that had that was close access, so we could use it as a sanctuary <laughs> and as a dump off place. Uh, that's uh, funny. Uh, yeah. We, How did that we go? Left, <laughs> well, we actually it worked. We went up to the third floor uh, Wednesday night. It was pretty pretty empty, oh. and we were able to leave the truck there, and we used the new. Uh, uh, Gen Con partner lift to go back and forth to the hotel, and it worked fabulously. Nice. Uh, we had we had good access to the truck where we could take a break, get away from the uh, the crowds, and dump off our our spoils. Yeah, that's the big um, one because when you're hauling a bunch of crap oh, around yes. Gen Con, it wears you out. It does. Yeah. My- well, and you pay you pay the same parking for twelve or twenty four hours, so yeah. you're going to be there for twelve hours. You might as well just leave it. Correct. Um, and we brought food this year, had a big cooler, uh, so we were able to save money on food and plenty of water. So really, that, that part of the plan worked out. That sounds uh, very similar to my plan, too. We uh, <laughs> bought the parking pass through Gate 10 and got to park right directly behind Lucas Oil Stadium, and it's a oh, wow. paved lot. It took us less time to walk to ICC than it would have been to wait for a shuttle. See, I have a slightly different plan, which is just to throw money at it until I get what I want. <laughs> Not that I'm wealthy, but since I make money at Gen Con, I don't feel bad right. spending money at it's Gen a Con. Business expense. Yeah. <laughs> can well, we, can did, you write we the... did make it. We did make it there early Thursday morning, and I got into to the herd, rushing into the vendor hall to learn where everything was. You got into the uh, nerd herd. Yay for you! I yep. think I saw you on uh, Facebook with that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was I was too far back though to get what I wanted. Um, the first day, I was trying to get horrified because they had the special uh, clear invisible man token that went with it for Gen Con only. Uh, so I missed out on that within an hour. They were sold out for the day. Let me ask you a question. Uh, I've been part of the nerd herd before just as a general participant, but never with the express uh, intention of going to somewhere specifically to get something. Was there truly like, I mean, did those people like run to where they needed to go or was it a little bit more contained and... and uh, well, there, there was changes this year. The, uh, the Whoever was in charge of the nerd herd gave specific instructions that there was to be no running, that they would pull your Gen Con badge for the year and you would go home. They were very really? clear that the pushing, shoving wow. and whatnot was an out of bounds play. Huh. I, uh, and instead no of having idea. four doors open at each of the entrances, they had cordoned off into a single entrance and then it fanned back out. So yeah, that seemed like a bad out. idea. That sounds like a stupid idea. Wait, that you said was, it was a only, bad idea. You said it was only one entrance, but I saw people each day trying to get yeah, into the... They had a narrow... They had like these cordons in front of the doors, about 10 feet in each front. One. Right, each oh, one okay. and it was only the width of two doors. So As a, okay, I get what you're saying now. I thought it was a rope funnel, one entrance. Yeah. So the second day that I went there, I was closer to the front, and it got kind of scary as far as pushing and shoving and getting mm-hmm. crowded, and you had to kind of go with the flow. You didn't really have a lot of uh, self choice, and, and hey, I want to stand right here for a minute. That was not going to happen. Uh, but the second day, I did get horrified. Um, I was still number 20 in line, and uh, I don't know how people get there faster than what I did, but they did. Um, (laughs) The crowds, you know, as far as impressions go, the crowds were 
uh, a lot thicker this year. Even on Thursday, I commented to my buddies that uh, Thursday felt like prior Saturdays. And every day was like a prior Saturday. It was just packed every day. Now, Eric, I know you did mostly work at Gen Con. Did you make it to the Expo Hall? Because we were talking before. I didn't make it all the way through. I made it halfway through and then the other half, but there was two aisles I missed. Yeah. Um, Those are the only two chances. And is it time for an Eric? Divergence because I have a great idea I just thought of. Sure, why not? Okay, what do you think? It's always time for Eric Divergence. I know Dean and possibly Jimmy, like you're outdoorsy types, right? Mm -hmm. So there's these people called like outdoor guides and they will like take you hunting up in Minnesota or fishing because they know all the best spots, right? And people pay them. How about a Gen Con guide? Like if you are a Gen Con regular, you could have people hire you to sort of guide you through your first Gen Con experience. I tell you what, I think it's, there's a market. It's honestly, it's not rangers, a rangers. Yeah, 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 they do call them rangers, um, but that's not a bad idea because actually, actually, that's not a terrible idea. To be honest with none you, none of my ideas are terrible ideas. Well, some of them are not. We feasible. can debate. We can debate on that. <laughs> some are not feasible, but I kind of have, through maybe my own fault, become that because so many people find out that I'm going to Gen Con or I find out they're going to Gen Con. And because I'm a stupid nice guy, I tell them, "Oh, you got to do this, that, and the other thing." Yeah. And then they glom onto my Gen Con. Yeah, but you still do your stuff. You would yes. have to do their stuff. Yeah, so. right. I usually send them in the right direction. Like, go do stuff over there, and I'm yeah. going to be here doing my thing, that type of stuff. But I wanted to ask. Um, I was there on Friday, all day on Friday in the Expo Hall. I didn't think that it was that crowded in the Expo Hall. Maybe it's because I'm immune to it now? They have improved the traffic flow. Two years ago, they widened the aisles. Yes, they did. Um, They kept that this year. And just as a quick aside, they did release the figures, and there were 70,000 unique attendees at Gen Con this year, which I think they said was a 14, a 12 or 14% increase over last year. Oh, that's a lot. Uh, But I didn't think the exhibit hall was that bad. Now, Jimmy, you... Was this your first year back after a long hiatus, or had you been back? Be- no, I've, okay. I've gone every year. Uh, okay. not missed one. So, it, it, I tell you, there's a big rant out there with backpacks. Yeah, and I'm I'm justifying <laughs> the backpack rant. Uh, they swing them around like they they're nothing on their back, and they bump into people. Yeah, and, I tell you um, what, that company GameCube, I think they make this really big square backpack purposely to piss people off at Gen Con. You know what bothers yeah. me more than the backpacks? The backpacks are a problem, don't get me wrong. It's the people who stop in the middle of the aisle to chat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you have, are those? You have a million people going by, and all of a sudden they see their friend, and then there's five people just standing in the middle, and if you, like, say anything, they look insulted. Like, yeah. who are you? Just You're, you're blocking the entire lane, and we ha- and you have to have a conversation. Now, this doesn't have that's not unique at Gen Con. That happens everywhere. Or the cosplay pictures. Like if you want to get a picture in the exhibit hall, shoot it long ways so that you're not holding up an entire aisle of traffic for your picture. Well, they should be outside in the front. They hall should be. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See. Well, if- and that causes its own problems too because people pull back about ten to fifteen feet so they can get the good picture. There's an invisible rope there that people won't step yes. past because we've got to respect yeah. everybody's and then they personal take space. Five minutes to take the picture. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, then I mean, you've got five deep from there. There was a there was a point on Saturday, especially walking out in the front hall where uh, it was it was funneled into about two to three wide against the wall and the, the throng of people watching cosplay. I was 
I think cosplay needs to be moved. That that whole section uh, could be moved out to Lucas Oil. Don't be hating on cosplay, Jimmy. We don't want to. Not hating. Not hating. Just need the traffic. Yeah. A lot of the cosplay has been moved to Lucas Oil, but in terms of the individuals who stand around and just get their picture taken, that... I think that could be in a different no, place. No, that's a good spot for you it. You think so? Th- there's no traffic that goes through that spot. Well, there, there's the two it's bathrooms visible. Right you there. want to keep it visible. That's why yeah. people do it, and they add to the convention. Oh, they do. That's I, probably, I love it. I that's love it, probably the best place. It has all everything you're looking for. Uh, I Now, other places are an issue when you're mm-hmm. walking around with huge wings and you're trying to walk through the exhibit <laughs> hall. That's an issue. Yeah. But in terms of just parking them somewhere, I think that's probably either that or by outside the food trucks. That's yeah. the other place that gets a lot of traffic that's pretty roomy. But oh. they have the cart holla down well, there. And I think half of the time it's not the fault of the cosplayer. It's that they get ambushed everywhere. So it's more a case of if you want to pick if you see a cosplayer and you have to have their picture, maybe follow them for a little bit or say, Hey, can we go some you know, do you mind if we go over here? Instead of just, you know, you're in a food line and you have to have your picture. They're 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 running to the bathroom and you have to yeah, have a picture. It's just common sense. Just just you know respect to their uh, their needs and the needs of people around you. Yeah, I actually did cosplay this year. Did you? I put on my Battlestar Galactica uniform. Oh, I did see that. Yes. With my future daughter-in-law, and she had a blast. She had never done anything like this before, and it's pretty lightweight cosplay if you think about it. Wait, Ashley had never cosplayed before. And, this is and only your second Gen Con. Your son actually asked. To marry her without <laughs> knowing whether she was willing to dress up in in crazy outfits. She has lots of of. She's she is a gamer. She just doesn't know it. Yeah, yeah. You can tell she does <laughs> yeah. have the game. Now, I, I am a little concerned about your daughter's choice in boyfriends. They seem to be a little non gamerish for my taste. I don't know how yeah. you as a father feel about that. But I'm I'm kind of on that line where with yeah, you, Eric. we need to we need to sort of get her in the right circles. You know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I can call in Jimmy McGuire's boyfriend uh, extermination company. <laughs> I don't know if we need to get rid of the current one. We just need to find it's a, a little new harsh. One. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's a there's a common thread in every one of the boys that come into my house. They first thing they see me doing is cleaning my guns. It's the, nice. Oh my god. We just we, we just set the tone right there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, did you see anything in particular that really struck your eye in the expo hall for both uh, Eric? And, and Jimmy. I personally well, did not. I mean, the only thing that I really like Entrepreneur Avenue, which is where you see all the really cool new stuff, but nothing caught my eye this year. And I'm not sure if it was because I'm getting a little, not well, burned out. Burned out's not the right word, but. I do have a little brown bag with me. Yeah. I mean, I did buy a few things, but I didn't buy anything that was like totally like, wow, this stunned yeah. me. I got to have it. So, so Jimmy. Um, you can't see this, so I'll describe. So I, when I went through the expo hall, I went in two things. Well, um, none of the listeners can see either. Yeah, I'll, I'll describe. <laughs> so I have a strict policy of I'm not buying any more unpainted minis. Okay. I, I you know, I think I he's about so ready many. to toss something out, so I'm moving his coffee. Yeah. So, of course, what's the first thing I buy at Gen Con? Unpainted minis. An unpainted mini. Okay, so, so I find this barbarian guy that's perfect for one of my D&D characters because he's, like, charging, and he's just got a sword and a loincloth and a shield. Okay. And that's that's my one barbarian that I play with Dan, who's you know, keeps the good berries in his loincloth, so nobody wants me to revive them. I don't understand why. And then, of course, oh, I got a free cosplay deviant card. Oh, you dirty, dirty boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, of course, and uh, Dean's got that 
I don't know if we can post a picture. I guess we're not yeah, for why, profit. We can. Yeah, we can post a picture any we want. We're um, not making any money off of this. Oh, a funny cosplay deviant story. I brought my nephew, first Gen Con. He's the one who's going to college for film starting next year. Mm-hmm. Got a full scholarship, including room and board, which nice. is sort of good. Yeah, he made a, a short movie. We'll post a link. Um, he's, he's releasing it recently uh, or, or soon. He has a premiere. But... He's, they're all 18, my, you know, my Trinity and Ian and, and Cody. So they went into the Cosplay Deviant booth. Because, so did Jimmy. Jimmy was camped out there. Yeah. And they were looking <laughs> at a calendar, and there was a scantily clad, I believe, topless woman, like the month it was showing, mm-hmm. and somebody comes up behind them. It's like, hey, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're older and more wise in the way of the world that would probably be an awkward <laughs> situation um like yeah i'm, I'm looking at your boobies hi yeah. good to meet you yeah. um but when you're 18 i could just imagine how how that went so he must have turned nice. three shades of red yeah i i would expect so yeah. that was that was it i didn't go into cosplay deviance because I, I i don't know how i feel about that i guess i i don't either i went to their post uh their cosplay deviance party what two or three years ago a little let down. Yeah, I, g- good for them. You can make money off it. Yeah. You're essentially modeling, I guess. Yeah. You know. It was just like, the the party was essentially them dancing around. They were not really accessible to the crowd. Oh, I think that's changed a little bit now. Yeah. They would do dance with the, the people who were there. So, now, not only did I buy that mini, but I paid like $12 for an unpainted mini. <laughs> so <laughs> And so, unassembled. And unassembled. I know someone who can fix that for you. Yeah. So there was that. So then I went back to my pledge, and then I found pre-painted minis. I needed some Gith Yankee and some sort of air elementally thing. They didn't have an air elemental, but I got a Wind Fiend Fury, which is close. I saw somebody selling a lot of D&D minis, just like... Yeah, singles. That's probably where I got them. Pick and pull, yeah. They're not cheap, but at least you can get them. Normally, they're random. In my quest for the largest 20-sider, I did get a new 20-sider. I already have one of this size, but this one was foam, and it was... Actually, a 20-sider. And it looks like it's... That's pretty cool. Actually usable. And then this is where I got into trouble. Uh-oh. Yeah. So my my firm pledge of no unpainted minis. Well, I'm walking through the hall, and I come across <laughs> a guy who has dungeon dressing in little plastic bags. You know, benches and barrels and stuff. And they're painted. <gasps> like he painted them. Yeah. So I spent $75... <laughs> At that booth. <laughs> and all the stuff comes out of his bag. I got trees. I got beds. And they're not great paint jobs, but I don't really have a standard for that. So, so Oh, that, you're right. They're not great paint jobs, but they're not bad either. I mean, these are as good as what you might expect from the, uh, the D&D mini. They are probably as good as I would do. Yeah. So it was worth it. I can I can carry those trees, especially. I, I hate just drawing circles for trees on my battle mat. It's nice to have some some actual trees. And then as I left, I stopped and I got stat trackers, which we'll post a link to them. I have stat Top trackers. Dog games. I yeah. like them a lot. Yeah, I've been looking. I've been eyeing those forever. They were at Gen Con. I said, take my money. Yeah, I bought them on Kickstarter. I I uh, like them quite a bit and use them in my game. Almost every game. Now, and the only other thing about the exhibit hall, I sort of feel bad. When I can't walk down the artist or the author's alley. Like, I avoid eye contact. Does anybody else do that? I'm going to confess here, Eric. I use, I know two authors and one artist. I did not see either of them this year, and I apologize for that because I was 
as Jimmy said, I have a to-the-minute schedule, and I do not deviate from that um, because I know how to plan in flexibility. But I use the author <laughs> row and the um, uh, artist row to kind of decompress. I don't. I just walk through it to well, kind of be away from the crowd. Yeah, and it's not crowded, but then like they look so hopeful. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yes. And and even if I read their books, like Orson Scott Card, mm-hmm. total asshat, would never want to have a conversation with that guy. Love was, his book. He was there. No. Oh, okay. I'm just talking about <laughs> in general authors in general. Yeah. Okay. I might want to read your book, but I have no interest in actually talking to you in most cases. Yeah. It's just a little weird. Yeah. Yep. I did notice there was some really good art there, but man, I just can't afford some of that stuff. Maybe it's because it's not a priority for me and I set different values to different things, but a nice piece of art is a nice piece of art, but I'm not going to pay $200 for well, it. Well, my problem with art is that you can get a nice print for $100, then it costs you $150 to frame it. Yes, it does. If you want to do it right, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're basically doubling any the cost of any purchase. Yeah. yeah. So what so, about you, Jimmy? What did you find? Anything? I spent uh, I spent time on YouTube this year watching all of the pre-release reviews, and like I said, I made a little bit more of an attempt to be like my friend Dean and do some planning. So I had Horrified as my number one must-have game. Um, if you don't know the game, it's a board game, uh, family-oriented, uh, based on the old black-and-white Universal uh, monsters: Frankenstein, Werewolf, Dracula. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein, and The Invisible Man. And it's actually kind of fun. I watched some of the reviews, and in Gen Con, they were having a special figure for The Invisible Man. He was going to be a clear figure, which was appropriate. <laughs> just just an empty base. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a stand. <laughs> so, I, can, so I got you one of those. Like I said, the first, the first day I missed it, I get there, and, and the line was probably 100 people deep. And I walked up to the front and said, how many more do you have? And they said, we're already sold out. Oh. You might want to tell these guys back here. <laughs> uh, but I did find this year that the vendors were pretty smart, and they had a certain amount that they were mm-hmm. going to sell every day. Yeah. Uh, so everybody would have an opportunity once per day, basically the first 20 minutes of the vendor hall opening, to try and get in line to get your, your spoils. Um, so I bought Jaws the first day. They also had a special uh, figure for that. Cool. And then I went back the second day. That's where I got in real close to the opening, uh, about five deep. Made I had a map actually drawn on my phone, counting almost steps, but counting actually I store cubicles I on it. how to get there the fastest. I love it. I love it. Uh, but I did get there. I bought uh, Horrified. I played it twice. And it's a fun game. It's, it's nothing like Joan of Arc, obviously, but it's kind of fun. Yeah. I, uh, nice, nice intro game. I didn't buy anything in particular. I did buy a couple of expansions for the Conan game that I have. And um, I also uh, did more talking about some of the games that are coming back. But I did notice that Kingdom Death and what is it? Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 or something like that. The uh, Jumpstarter kit and yeah. what was the other one that was really BattleTech is on fire right yeah. now. Yeah. Really? Really? I bought the BattleTech uh, set up too. Did you really? Yeah. Yes, there's there's a Kickstarter will have just ended when this podcast airs. We will have yeah. to try that out. 
I think Jimmy right. needs to run BattleTech at Winter War, and we all sign up for it. <laughs> I'll play BattleTech. I'm always up I've for BattleTech. I've got to paint the minis first. I don't care. Just bring the game. Come on. Come I also uh, was amazed that fantasy flight lines were almost non-existent. Yes. Really? Yes. They were uh, next to nothing. They had a new system. I don't know if it was a, a system surprising. or the fact that they really didn't have anything new that was must-have. But the new system was you go through the line with a menu of sorts with had a bunch of barcodes and you walked up to a register. You said, I want this, 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 and this. They punched it in. You paid for it and you moved down the road for another guy to go back in their, uh, the back room and pick up your stuff, put it in a sack and hand it to you. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they were doing that at Star Wars Celebration and they had a lot of crowds there yeah. too. But I never saw the booth completely mobbed over. But then again, yeah. the whole place was completely mobbed over. So. You know, somebody who was on the Gen Con floor that had a very big footprint and a huge line, and I think it was not done well, was Asmodee. Because Asmodee yeah. now owns oh. all the game stores. Yeah, they just bought the Settlers of Catan so place. So if you uh, want... Mayfair. If Mayfair. You want, yeah. Oh, I was going to ask about Mayfair and what happened with yeah. that since they were always like a big sponsor oh. and had a huge booth and now they're, yeah, they're gone. No more. They're just gone. But, um, He's retired. If you wanted a yep. game from one of the many companies that Asmodee owns now, it was all in one place. Yeah. It wasn't like you could easily go pick it up at the company booth. You had to go to the Asmodee booth, and they had a line that wrapped around a couple of times on certain days. So um, They need to fix that. Yeah. There were some booths, and this surprised me as well, where, like, it's a smaller one near the back wall, but they were empty, like there was signage but there was nobody manning it no product and i was thinking to myself you paid all that money for gen con and not show up yeah. and you're you're not manning your booth mm. it, that's crazy unless they sold out the very first day and they said that's it we made yeah, a profit let's I go home hopefully that's what happened. cards against humanity did that when they first came out they had a booth and they sold out and they put a note on their table saying sorry suckers we're sold out. We're going yeah. and playing some games. That <laughs> sounds like a Cards Against Humanity <laughs> yeah. note. Yeah. So, um, Eric, did you get to play any games at Gen Con? No. Not at all. I will tell you about, you know, so I run the workshops, and yeah. listeners already know they're cosplay fabrication workshops. And they did so. very well this year, right? Oh, yeah. I you know Now, I am a little concerned because they have not reconciled my tickets yet, and it's about, I don't know, $5,000 worth of tickets mm-hmm. <laughs> that I don't obviously receive all that, but... I need to have them reconciled so that I know they've been credited. And apparently Gen Con, they used to have multiple people doing that in multiple locations. You could turn it in at a local HQ. And this year I didn't see that. Maybe they no, still they're... had it, but not where I was. So I turned them in in the headquarters. I you know, was turning them in basically once a day because I don't want to carry them with me because they're pretty valuable. You have an envelope with you know $800 worth of event tickets. And... The last day I went back and I said, you know, here's my last two. By the way, I haven't got any emails about the reconciliation. And she goes, oh, yeah, we're still inputting them. And she points to a box that is like a copy paper box filled with these little brown envelopes. But it's not just filled. It's overflowing. Oh, my. What if somebody were to drop that? I was like, are you serious? So. I don't know what's going on with that. That's a little disconcerting. Wow. That's a lot disconcerting. Yeah. No but kidding. on the bright side, I have now I've been doing this since my fourth year. I have people that take my workshops every year. I even have people that have taken the same workshop multiple years. Mm-hmm. And during the last workshop, 
somebody i was moving some stuff and i have some stuff in my totes for other workshops and i had some electroluminescent wire and as i was moving it somebody goes hey would you consider putting together a workshop on electronics and electrical components in cosplay because i would definitely take that workshop and then like four other people were like so would i <laughs> so i think next year i'm going to offer a new go. workshop yeah um, I, I priced it out. I think I can do it at a reasonable price and get people hmm. some experience doing that. You're, so, you're never getting out. No, I mean, it's... As long as you're having fun doing it. Yeah, I don't mind it. Like I said, I can work at Gen Con and then, you know, I think I showed Greg my convention calendar for the upcoming yeah, year. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. There, there's about, I think, 18 conventions. Yeah, it's a lot. It's It was a scary long spreadsheet. Well, that's what you get for being, you know... Financially stable and single. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens when the kids go to college. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although that really hasn't saved me that much money in the long run. Yeah, it doesn't, didn't seem like it has. Yeah. Hey, Dean, did yeah. you chant by chance use any of the electronic ticketing this year? I did not, but I had a couple of people who were in my group that did, which is interesting because they were playing the same games. Uh, one was an escape room and another was, um, I forget which one it was, but... <laughs> The two times that they used it, both of the people who were to receive the ticketing, they had no equipment to do anything to accept that ticket. Well, you're just supposed to use your cell phone. There's an app on your cell phone. Yeah. Did, did you use it, Jimmy? I did not. I, I believe it's going to be the wave of the future, and I can see more uh, progression towards it next year. Uh, I saw some people complaining that they didn't have the machinery to scan those tickets. That was the case. The machinery Just as what you said, good. Eric, it's a cell phone, and what gamer in this day and age does not have a cell phone? Yeah. Well, I think it was more along the lines of the people who were supposed to accept the ticket. They didn't know exactly how to. And so, you know, especially when we're doing an escape room, which we did an escape room um, outside of the convention hall, that was a $32 ticket. And, and a timed event. Yeah, and a timed event. And so they did accept it. But it wasn't like, you know, an easy thing where I just throw them my paper ticket and they're like, oh, good. You're yeah, good to go. I agree with Jimmy, though. This is going to be how oh, it yes. goes. I mean, oh, the yeah. system is supposed to work that somebody buys a badge up until the event of the, the time of the event or even during the event. You can still buy a badge, I believe. The event coordinator uh, launches the app, scans their Gen Con barcode on their badge, scans their badge. And that's it. It checks them in. And and everything happens electronically. That, that line for the will call line on even That's on Wednesday. Got to be fixed. Yeah, I mean it ran out the door around two corners. Luckily, it wasn't raining. Are yeah. people that afraid to have their stuff mailed to them, or do they just think they're going to go to Gen Con after the point when they can't? Have well, it one, if you order it late, you don't know. If you make any changes to your to but your tickets, so many yeah. notifications of. Today is the last day or coming up soon. It's just, I yeah. guess pre-planning is not something that everybody thinks well, about. Well, I mean, Trinity brought her boyfriend. I thought I had ordered him a badge. I had not ordered him a badge. So, the you know, a couple days before Gen Con, I'm going through stuff and I'm like, crap, Daniel doesn't have a badge now. Was that intentional? No. <laughs> no. Um, he, was, he was one of the lackeys this year, so... Yeah. No. Jimmy, what about you? Did you play any scheduled games well, before I get into what I, had, I played? <laughs> I had two tickets, one for Horrified, um, which unfortunately was at 10 o'clock, which was the second day there that I decided to go 
stand in line at 10 o'clock to get the game. Um, but I did the proper thing. I went to the table where the game was going to be before, and I wrote a note on the back of my ticket to give it to some passerby because I knew from uh, prior experience that those tickets are money to the event people. Yeah. Uh, so oh, you, my ticket did not go to waste, and uh, I was able to get the game horrified. So there was a little bit of sacrifice there. I went. I also signed up for uh, the Nerd Prov. Did Basically, you, because I saw Dean signed up for it. Did you go? Well, I bought four tickets for Ow. my group, and I found out later that two of my group only had Saturday badges, and so they could not get in. <sighs> and so I willingly gave mine to his son and my daughter. Uh, they went to the Nerd Probs. It was okay. It wasn't anything special. Uh, what do you think, Dean? Was it worthwhile? I... What what is it? Nerd Prov is basically an improvisational uh, group that resides in the Indianapolis area, and they do improvisational games based around gaming and geek culture and stuff like that. Hmm. It's always entertaining. Um, sometimes it's better. So you were there on the what the Friday night one? Well, I had tickets for the Friday night one. I was going to try to hook up with you. Yeah. Uh, and then my daughter and uh, my my buddy's son went okay. instead of all of us. Right. Now, if you're not a huge gamer geek, some of the humor can be lost on you. My wife got pulled up on the stage to do a game where she was supposed to figure out if it was a um, uh, a Drew Barrymore movie or a porn movie. Yeah, so, and she did very well, which kind of concerns me. <laughs> Fifty first dates. I don't know if that movie would fly anymore. That's yeah. That's unethical, really, when you think about it. Yeah, so, yeah. but the, the Nerd Prov, we always have a good time. I always put it on my schedule because it's a nice way to kind of round out the end of the, the Friday night. It's a good way to get together with friends and have a laugh and then go out later for a drink. Um, so, I'm sorry that she didn't uh, enjoy it, but I think maybe that's because she's not quite the big uh, gamer geek. Could that be? Could be. Yeah, it could be. I, I plan on a little bit more planning next year now that you've friended me. And this is a key thing, too. People need to friend each other on the Gen Con members' uh, accounts so you can see what everybody yeah, is signing up for and yeah. share time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing, although at the same time, it can kind of bite you in the butt because somebody will be texting you, hey, I see you're going to blah, blah, blah. Can I meet up with you? No, oh, my gosh. You're That's an extra minute. Horning in, on my, extra minute. horning in on my Gen Con. So, well, I'll let you do all the planning as a ranger. Yeah, we I guess just follow. So. Yeah. I think I played a total of uh, 12 games at Gen Con this year. Ticketed games. That's pretty yeah. good. Gen Con for me is a gaming convention. Still is a gaming convention. I am finding that I am less enthused about hitting the expo hall and seeing all the bright, shiny pieces because I've got so many bright, shiny pieces at home. I don't need any more. Like, you know, if Eric, he walks down the aisle and finds things that kind of catch his eye, ooh, I'll throw a $75 at that. <laughs> they were painted, Dean. I know. That's an American, Dean. Yeah. Uh, it's consume, consume, consume. Get on board. Well, I'm trying to reduce debt, reduce debt, reduce debt, which is an American too, I guess, <laughs> if you think it about is. it. <laughs> so, but I uh, got to play a lot of the games that I don't normally get to play as a player. Like, uh, well, I do play the Conan game a lot, but I got to play as a player instead of the Overlord, and I kicked some butt in that game. Cleared the table. 
That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, if it you, was. You've probably played that game more than any, clearly more than anybody I know, but yeah. probably more than most people. Um, I don't know. There's a pretty big fandom for that game, but it's a really great game, and they're going to be doing a another Kickstarter for it. Really? Yeah. They got the license again. Yes, I do believe that Cabinet Entertainment um, S7, which was what, uh, Greg, maybe you know the name of the S7. They used to be Shinodo or Shinobo 7 or something like that. They were trying to do a Conan game, and it failed miserably on Kickstarter. And all of a sudden, things start happening at Monolith. Um, So there's going to be something coming up for that. Um, I did have a disappointment, though. I played a murder mystery. I was a character in a murder mystery. Holy smokes, gentlemen. I had 41 pages of prep work to oh, read. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. And I should have taken that as a hint that it was going to be more than I bargained for. Yeah. First off, it started at 8 p.m. and went until midnight. And this is on Thursday mm. night. So we're, you know, running hard and fast throughout the entire day. And then at 8 o'clock... I've got to be on point as a character, and my entire family's there. And there are not just me and maybe two or three other suspects. There's 18 suspects. Jesus yeah. Christ. You know, it used to be that the boundaries of gaming was pretty clear-cut. Like, it was D&D, Call of Cthulhu, mm-hmm. RuneQuest, you know. And then, okay, well, let's let, you know, a lot of people play Risk and Access and Allies, so we sort of, and then board games exploded. So, okay, we'll include board games. But now you get, like, especially at Gen Con, like, escape rooms. Eh, okay. I mean, it's a leisure activity. Is it gaming? I, I enjoy escape rooms, but I do agree with you. Yeah. It's not really... Nerd prop. Yeah. Okay. Nah, you know, I, same watching Critical Role. That's just... Yeah. You know, it's not gaming. It's related to gaming right. somehow. Gaming adjacent. Gaming it's because adjacent. It's yeah. just like 5th edition D&D. Everybody can be everything. Yeah. Oh, so. we don't want to. We'll, we'll save that for a future podcast. <laughs> I was using that as a teaser. I know. Eric. He was trying to get me on a rant. Yeah. Uh, Please don't do that. Please don't do that. But, you know, and that's that's a perfect example. Here you have these murder mystery things who have been, they've been around for years, decades, yeah. right? I remember seeing advertisements for that when I was younger. Yeah. Dinner and theater are, and they stuff. They are fun yeah. when they're controlled. And uh, to finish up that story, about half of the, no, not half, I, I, maybe not that many, about a quarter, maybe a little bit more than a quarter of the people playing the game, not the characters, left. Yeah. Left? And, yes. Wow. Left. I mean, it's just not a great fit. You're trying to fit it into a four-hour block. It's it's a little more involved than mm-hmm. most people probably want. Yeah. And nobody guessed it because the person who was the murderer gave little to no information when interviewed. Yeah. So there you go. That's how you win the game as the murderer. <laughs> don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I don't know. Yeah. I could see why it, it did not did mm-hmm. not go. Yeah. But I had a, a uh, of all the games I played, I think I had about a 80% win to loss ratio. So I was doing very well. I like to keep track of that type of stuff. I don't know why. <laughs> I do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> because it's important to me. <laughs> eh, maybe. Yeah, it is. So um, I got some really great information. Um, Eric, I think you've played this game before with me. Leviathans? We, I think oh. we played it once. Yeah. You played that, Jimmy? Well, it, it wasn't out. It's, it's going to be a Kickstarter next year to steal your thunder uh, they game. Are re, they are reviving the game. Right. I heard that, yeah. yeah. Catalyst Games, wasn't it? Yes, Catalyst, Catalyst Lab Games, and they are going to revive it so that it is completely 
playable with the original version, which I think is fantastic. Nice. Yeah. So, um, and they're going to bring in, they're going to push the timeline forward to World War One Again, uh, if you haven't heard of this, Leviathans is kind of a steampunk Victorian, Victorian era, era um, game where the battleships are floating. Yeah. Not on the water, but in the air. And so it's kind of aerial combat. With I have several of them. All of them are unpainted. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they are going to be doing that in, uh, I think it's the Kickstarter is very early 2020. And I'm really looking forward to it because they're going to bring in the American fleet. They're going to bring in the Austrian fleet, the German fleet, the Italian fleet, and I think the Japanese and Russian fleet. So oh, it'll nice. be really good. I look for that to be the flashy, shiny thing next Gen Con. I think so. I think that might get a big, uh, big bit of attention. You know, the the population of gamers is so large nowadays that even these niche games can really sell well. You know, Leviathans I would consider sort of a, a niche type game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's yeah, it's sort of cool, but there's just so many people out there that same with board games. You see these little board games that are so esoteric, but they sell out, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so many board gamers out there. It's yeah. interesting. No. Um, this is kind of a question for all of us here. Have you ever played a game, you know, you're getting all chummy with somebody at a convention, people you don't know, and this is probably more directed at board games rather than role-playing games, but you're playing and you're kind of, you know, cutting it up with somebody next to you and then you literally come out of nowhere and kill them or eliminate them from the game and they get a little pissed off. you ever... That's every game I play. What are you talking about? (laughs) It is every game I play. Eric just pisses people off in general. (laughs) That's my superpower. I was playing a game called Apocalypse Road, which is based on the 1983 Thunder Road game by Mattel or Hasbro or something. It's kind of Uh a Mad Max thing. And there was this, I think he must have been about 12 years old, 13 years old kid. And we were sitting right next to each other and we were just kind of cutting up and I was, he was holding his own. He was holding his own. And he was doing pretty well. And I came out of nowhere and eliminated his ass in one turn. <laughs> he stormed off. Yeah. There's He did not come back. Gamers behaving badly. But I thought to myself, you know what, young man, I'm glad that you're at Gen Con. I'm glad you're playing with the big boys. But if you're going to play, you may lose. Yeah. And that's a tough age. Yeah. 13-ish is, you know, mm-hmm. you haven't quite figured it out, but you think you have. Yeah. He was convinced to come back in because you could do that. You just pick up another car and come in. It's kind of like car wars of sorts. Well, yeah. he uh-huh. kind of smoldered for a little while and then came in about a half hour before I had to leave because I had I told him I had to leave the game early uh, to get to our escape room. And he came in right behind me. Oh, he was on a vengeance track big yes, time. Yes, he was. And he targeted me, but he never got around to it. And I, I spun out and, and, you know, ended up dying in the game before i left i actually think that's one of the benefits of of gaming like so here's a 13 year old that's becoming an adult he needs to work on these social skills Mm -hmm. and gaming's an area where you can you can sort of be a little bit of an ass and there's not huge consequences for it and you can learn oh maybe i need to be a little more diplomatic in my losses and a little more gracious in defeat right I think that's one of the advantages of gaming. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jimmy, did you uh, did you eliminate anybody? Did you get to play Ogre this year? I did not play Ogre. I did not play uh, Car Wars. I did not play uh, uh, Formula Day. You did was, not play Formula Day? 
I did not play Formula Day. I, wow. I had the I game wondering. lined up. It was on my wish list. And I waited too long trying to figure out working my schedule. And when I went back to hit it, it was gone. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, sorry to hear but, that. But, you know, I got to play Obscurio uh, as a demo. Um, and I wasn't really impressed with that. If you know that game, you have to players sitting around a table. Everybody has a part that's hidden. And there's one guy that's the bad guy. And you're, by the end of the game, you're supposed to figure out, figure out who the bad guy is. Uh, I must have played well because half the table thought I was the bad guy. <laughs> you're just giving off, a, you're giving off a bad guy vibe. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to mislead them, and it worked, uh, which gave the real bad guy the win. Um, but Zombicide uh, Invaders was a hot game this year, and I was able to pick it up was not able to demo it but i did stand in line watching other people play it and when you talk about winter war dean that might be the game to bring to winter war um i don't know we'll see but uh i picked that one up as well another hundred dollar game geez at asmo day had to stand in line for about 45 minutes i kickstarted zombicide have you played it oh yeah Yeah. Uh, we've uh, actually uh trinity took it to college this year it's a pretty good game it is a good game Mm -hmm. they've streamlined the rules and made uh made the player boards a little bit more better i guess nice jamie just remind me i actually did play a game i played two games at gen con i totally forgot and totally forgot wow must have been memorable i played werewolf with did you really and how did you uh, you know what i was just thinking eric would be really good at the werewolf i am very good at werewolf (laughs) i called out the werewolves both games um, the second game, somebody pulled the Cory maneuver, and <laughs> I had basically outed them. The first werewolf I outed in that game. And remind our remind our listeners for those who have not been longtime listeners what the Cory maneuver is. So, oh, Cory maneuver is kill Eric first because right. otherwise he'll win. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I played poker for many years, mm-hmm. and if you know poker tells, it goes a long way in werewolf because people tend to have the same sort of tells. And the first uh, first game was pretty straightforward. It, it sort of ran standard. But then, you know, and I had called out the people and, and we won. Well, the second game, I didn't draw attention to myself right away. But at about the second day, I had narrowed it down to two people. And I said, it's got to be this guy. The guy on the other side was the first guy to die. And werewolves tend not to want to point right adjacent to them. They always like to point across the circle, and that's fair. Sure enough, they uh, we pick that guy. He's the werewolf. So then, nice. then the next round, I said, "Okay, here's the deal. I fully expect I'm going to die. This guy's the other werewolf. So if I die, you want to pay attention to him." Sure enough, I died. The seer then asked about that guy. He was the werewolf. So that was just a lucky guess on your part? No, no. I I had narrowed it down to those two guys. But no, I wasn't 100% positive. You never can be. But I was pretty sure. But sure enough, that was was it. So it's a fun game. And and my my family also played. So Mm -hmm. that was was interesting. Werewolf is one of those games when somebody is new to it, they don't quite get it. But then as soon as they play a round or two... They just, re- yeah. And, in my experience, they just really dig it. And for those people who don't know, werewolf, basically, you have two werewolves. Everybody closes their eyes. Werewolves pick somebody to die. That person dies. The next day, everybody opens their eyes. And the villagers, which is everybody in the circle, has to elect to kill somebody thinking that they might be the werewolf. And the idea is for the werewolves to die before the villagers. I love this game because there's no randomness. 
Yeah. It's all just interpersonal interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, I did come up with a new rule, though. If you don't talk, I'm killing you. That is a good rule. There's a lot of times I've played that game and, you know, the very beginning, nobody is saying anything. I'm like, okay, so I'm picking you to kill because I think you're it. You need information. (laughs) And if people just don't just sit quietly all the time, you Mm -hmm. have nothing to determine whether they're a werewolf or they're a villager. So guess what? Get rid of them early when you have little information on anybody. Right. And that way you don't have to deal with them in the end of the game. And you might get lucky. Yeah. And then that way, next time, guess what? Talk. I don't care if you are a villager. If you're not saying anything, I'm going to kill you. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 That's um, fair. You know, there's a lot of things to do outside of Gen Con. Um, Jimmy mentioned it earlier. He tried the Gen Con beer. Uh, I know that Greg did not attend. You're not much of a beer drinker, are you, Greg? Are you? Um, I'm a casual beer drinker. Okay. Yeah. Did you I, have I, it, Eric? I did not have the Gen Con beer. I was drinking Stella all Gen Con. Okay. Well, Jimmy, what did you think of that Gen Con beer? I, for one, was not a fan. I was so disappointed. I bought two cans, one for myself, one for my daughter, uh, at six bucks a pop and took the first swig waiting for the elixir of life to (laughs) envelop itself around me. And I felt like I needed to spit it out. Uh, it was certainly a sour ciderish type. It was a Belgian, yeah, Belgian tart ale that I thought was trying to be a cider. That didn't sound. That doesn't sound good. No, yeah. it was not. Uh, I choked my can down, and we <laughs> dumped out my daughter's. It was terrible. Yeah, I dumped out the last maybe third of mine. I'll I just stick couldn't. to my spotted cow. Yeah. yeah when we go to Gary Con, we'll bring back the, some spotted cow. That's right. Game Hole Con in November, Gary Con in March. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I came back from the air show with a case. All yeah. right. Actually, I'm going up to the Renaissance Fair over Labor Day weekend, so I'm going to come back with a case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to do, I got to tell you this story. Um, my son and daughter both turned, their birthdays happened near or over Gen Con. And we went and celebrated at the Bad Axe Axe Throwing Place in Gen Con. I saw that video that you posted. And uh, we, I invited two of the guys from Mythic Games, the guys that uh, produced Joan of Arc. And one is from Ireland and one is from France. And when they're like, we're going to do what? We're going to throw axes? Now do it with the accent, Dean. Well, I want to hear what? <laughs> it's going to sound like Monty Python, regardless of what I do. Um, I told him we already had one. Uh, we're going to throw axes? <laughs> anyway, um, they thought it was going to be a little bit more barbaric than it was. <laughs> they literally were like, am I going to lose fingers and toes at this thing? <laughs> that's sort of how people think about it, though. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the appeal, I guess. Yeah. Part yeah. Of it. You, should, you should have brought an apple to put on your head. Says, okay, now don't miss. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right, exactly. And I'm glad I didn't because it, uh, a lot of people missed more than they hit. And But we had a great time, um, and it was just a lot of fun. And then seeing those two who come from a place that, you know, axe throwing is not something that you just go and do. Uh, it was really satisfying to see their eyes light up and the smile on their face when they would sink one of those axes uh, into the Or, wall. conversely, they might have had ancestors that died to axes to the head. More I mean, likely than yeah, us. Yeah. Yes, more likely than us. That's true. <laughs> so, what else do we have to say in terms of wrapping up Gen Con? Um, I know, Greg, you didn't get to go. We missed you there. I think you would have had a blast. Oh, I do need to mention... I picked up a game that I played at uh, Gen Con called Sagrada, which instantly Sagrada. puts 90 very pretty colorful dice into your hand Ooh, at nice. one time. It's a, it's a dice drafting game where you're essentially building a stained glass window out of these colorful dice. It's a oh. really nice family huh. game to play. I think your kids and your wife would enjoy it. 
Greg would buy it just for the dice. (laughs) Yeah, it's 90 dice. They're the six-sided dice. They're small. They're like, what, a half inch, I think, uh, across. And it plays really well. It's a very, it's a thinking game, one that you need to plan ahead for as you're you're playing the game. Hmm. It's really pretty cool. It sounds cool. You would like the fact that you get your hand into 90 dice and roll them around and and do all kinds of fun stuff. I have something to say about Gen Con. Um, Uh Uh-oh. Well, you know, we're on, you moderate the fans of Gen Con Facebook page. Yes, I do. And somebody... And oh, my God, is it a chore at times. Somebody posted on there essentially like a rant about Gen Con and the crowds and the prices. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's other conventions besides Gen Con. I don't even put Gen Con in the realm of conventions anymore. It's really not. It's an event. Yeah. It's an event. Like, yes, there's convention-y stuff, but... You know, we have our local winter war. If you want to not be, you know, crowded and jostled and you just want to play games, there's a million other conventions out there that would love for you to go to go there. And I just can't encourage people enough to check those out because Gen Con's fun. Don't get me wrong. I love Gen Con, mm-hmm. but they're right. It, it's it's a whole nother experience. It's, it's a completely different creature. It is not a yeah. game convention. It is a geek culture event now. And I yeah. think too many people think that it's all about them when they go. Yeah. And, you know, and in fact, it's all about me. So how can it be? No, about them? it's yeah. all about me. I'm sure it is. So <laughs> and as a moderator of that Facebook page, it is a great source of information. But at the same time, we are not. We are in no way, shape, or form official spokespeople for the convention. We cannot change any policy. Yeah. We cannot change any rules. We can't make things work better or worse or whatever. But for crowdsourced questions, it's invaluable yes. because you have people who have been yeah. to Gen Con a ton yes. and have been involved with it. But here is my personal rant, and it's also some of the rants of some of the moderators. You know what? If you're going to Gen Con, it's just like going on vacation. It's no different. You need to know, wear good walking shoes. You know what? Eat a breakfast. You know, we don't, we get these questions like, what do I do if I'm sick at Gen Con? I don't know. You know, my, my favorite, take a Tums. <laughs> my, my favorite is the week before the convention. Is it too late to get a downtown hotel room? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. An hour after housing opened, it was too late to get, and that yeah. was, you know, five months ago. <laughs> Or the whole thing with uh, uh, I-70 being closed in Indianapolis. It wasn't like they closed it for Gen Con to make it harder for us. There are other routes to get to downtown Indianapolis. And truthfully, (laughs) I have Waze on my phone. That tells me the best route to get there. Taking into consideration construction. I didn't even notice any construction. I didn't either. I I always listen to Waze. Yeah. Yeah. I just follow my phone and it gets me there. Right. Exactly. So um, people lighten up. You know, there are going to be people who are having more fun than you and just get over it. One thing I do <laughs> like about Gen Con is Sundays, uh, I used to bail on Sundays. Now I run workshops on Sundays for those six hours. And at the end of, at two o'clock on Sunday, Gen Con's still open for like another four hours, I believe, on Sunday. I was walking through to turn in the last of my tickets and tons of small children. I like the fact that it's they offer day. that family day pass yeah. still to let entire families come to Gen Con and afford it because it can be crazy expensive. Yeah. And it was just good. And a ton of those kids were in cosplay. It, it was so cool awesome. to see all these little kids dressed up as their favorite superhero. I mean, it, it, it was a good time. Yeah. So I think we're kind of getting close to the end here. I kind of wanted to ask Eric and, and Jimmy, and then, of course, it'd be unfair 
to ask Greg, <laughs> yeah. what did you not? <laughs> what did you not get to do at Gen Con that you wish you could have done and maybe might do to next year? You know, I don't. I don't view Gen Con that way. I'm always thinking of what I'm going to offer at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that did sort of bug me, besides the ticketing thing, is I wish they would settle on spaces. For specific, like, so I run cosplay workshops. They have moved us every year from one hotel to the other. No significant difference between those hotels. Right. Just pick a damn hotel. Yeah. Like, you know, so I know where I'm going to be. I have tons of crap I need to haul around. So I would love if they would do that. But in terms of events and stuff, I've I found myself attending more seminars at other conventions. And I do enjoy that. If I could work that into Gen Con, that's probably what I would try to do. There's a lot of these elders of gaming who are getting older Mm -hmm. and gradually dying off. And I like to hear what they have to say about things when I'm given the opportunity because you can't count on them being around. Right. What about you, Jimmy? This year I missed the auction store. I don't know if you pay attention to the auction area very much, but yes, generally speaking, uh, the room has been full all yeah. con long, and the you can get into the auction store on random times, and the line would kind of dissipate. This year, I did not see the line dissipate. It had to have been a 45 to 60-minute wait to get into the store. I usually like to – I enjoy walking around and browsing through what other people are selling off. Uh, I think personally, the auction needs to be moved into a much larger area and um, given yeah. more space for what uh, you know we doubled what it was even five or six years ago when we were breaking forty and forty five thousand people. It's if we're of, at seventy thousand now, the auction needs to grow. Yeah, it is mind boggling how much stuff is in that auction room. Um, I did walk through it, and I was like, I'm not even going to bother looking. Because there's just I, so much stuff. I did sell my colossal red dragon uh, for two hundred and ninety dollars, which helped pay for some of Gen Con this year. Uh, because there's crazy people out there that want large red dragons. I saw one um, on the expe- expo was it, floor. Was it painted? <laughs> <laughs> Eric, I'm giving you three hundred. It uh, came painted. It came out. I think what two thousand two or two thousand three, something like that. I've had it as a shelf queen. For this many years, and I saw last year one went for four hundred dollars still in the box. I had my box. I put it together and got two hundred ninety dollars. Uh, the other thing I'd like to do is, is go back to the roots next year uh, and do D and D. You know, D and D Beyond had a decent presence over in uh, the JW Marriott or the JW Marriott, the Marriott building, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, I want to get back to the original purpose of Gen Con to do some D&D and uh, oh I did notice none of us talked about the scooters did anybody try the scooters no no scooters I did they now have li- little electronic two-wheeled scooters yeah, that le- you put electric your, yeah put your uh, card on or your phone and you pay for it and it charges you when you're done using it yeah I, I, I okay. tried it just so I can say that I tried it and it was a blast <laughs> um, I did see the cops yelling at people because they were riding them on the sidewalk, and apparently you're supposed to ride them on the street. That's scary. But I don't never saw anybody ride them on the street. That I just saw a terrifying. cop yelling at somebody for riding it on a sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one thing that I wish I had done but I didn't do, and I normally like to do it, is the film festival at Gen Con. That's what my nephew did. 
and they loved him because he probably drew the average age of that crowd down by about 15 years. <laughs> There's um, some really good stuff that shows at Gen yeah. Con, and I always try to hit a couple of those. But this year, it just wasn't in the and works. He was incredibly grateful that, for one thing, all their seminars are free. Mm-hmm. So he's an 18-year-old guy who's going to college for film, and he's sitting in on a seminar on special effects and editing yeah. for yeah. people who have actually worked in the film industry for free. Yeah, um, They yeah. were encouraging him to submit his movie next year because they're like, do it. Like, you know, they Why would not? love to have somebody younger become involved I did get him. He wrote a the movie's a horror movie, but he was has never read Lovecraft. One of the exhibit <laughs> halls I did buy one other thing. They had a Dr. Seuss Lovecraft book. Oh, I have that. So that was I, awesome. I did buy that for him. It's really funny. Yeah, it is cute. Um, so I'm trying to get him to to maybe as his next one either do a Lovecraftian horror so that it ties into gaming a little bit more, or a. Uh, Knights of the Dinner Table, which I don't know if everybody knows that history, but there was some guy who basically scammed everybody. But I think that would be uh, just to do it for fun, not for profit. He could probably get a lot of views and give it to Kenzer and company and say, hey, I made this here. You guys can have it and get his name out hmm. there. Yeah. Well, I, for one, had a great time at Gen Con. I'm sorry, Greg, that you were not able to make it, but let's make sure that we get you there next year. Yeah, it's just the way way life works. Well, you know what? You have to go, because I'm pretty sure that Peter Gifford, the guy from the Esoteric Order of Gamers, is going to come all the way from New Zealand. Oh, yeah. We'd love to meet him. He wants to get together with us at Gen Con. So that is supposed to be on his docket for next year, so you have to go. Nice. Yeah. So, um, but we all do have Game Hole Con coming up. I believe we're yeah, all I am, going. I can. I know that it's going. Oh, sound, that's right, because it's Halloween. Yeah, Halloween in my hometown is kind of a thing. Okay, Halloween in Dean's house <laughs> is yeah. kind of a thing. No, I no, think no. the rest of the town is like, eh, it's Halloween. You haven't Let's seen. Let's go the to pictures. Dean's house. Okay. Yeah, there are three, three Halloween events going on at the same time in Paxton. <laughs> well, you can post yours, and then they are doing, having special Halloween events up at Gamehole Con, yeah. so and yeah. trick or treating for children. So I'll post some pictures yeah. from that. But I well. did get my tickets for GaryCon. Yeah, we got GaryCon coming up too. So, and I know that. Uh, ah, gosh, so many things to do. Yeah, that's right. So, um, is that a wrap for our podcast? Yeah, I believe so. Next time we will resume probably either with our character podcast. We have a couple classes left, yeah. or. We are going to be, we have a podcast planned for six edition Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, I think we all have something to say about our sixth which, edition. Which there is no plans for sixth edition yet, but it will be a podcast on if they make a sixth edition, this is what we would like to see changed <laughs> or added. You know what? I wonder if we need to bring Jimmy in on that one. He probably has some really good insight on what he thinks, but you're kind of new to fifth edition now, aren't you, Jimmy? New to 5th edition, I've been playing weekly for about five months, having a great time with it, uh, and I attribute a lot of that to D&D Beyond, the living character reference sheet. Um, it makes the game go so much faster and easier, and creating characters are, is very easy. Um, so that, and now I've taken up Keyforge uh, Tuesday nights at the local game store mm-hmm. at Titan Hobby. And um, picking up a new card game. Yay. Let's get back into that. <laughs> I'm just impressed that you have people you can play with once a week. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, we got our local game store posts up a new uh, a new game every once in a while and just show up and 
Hey, Make it Greg, your turn go. Greg, nice. you could play once a week on Wednesdays if you wanted to at Gopher. At Adventures League oh, every a, Wednesday. That's another night out of the house. Well, there you go. I, I, get, my, I get my one night a week. So. Yeah. <laughs> I feel your pain. Yeah. I feel your pain. So... All right. Well, uh, yeah, just before warn people, when that sixth edition D&D podcast comes, there's going to be a lot of ranting and raving, mostly on the part of Eric. but Probably. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. But it should be a fun ride. So, Greg, take us out, please, if you would. Yep. If you uh, want to tell us about your Gen Con experiences or just uh, complain about ours or <laughs> theirs, because I didn't have one, uh, you can find us on Facebook, where we are The Grognards. Uh, on Twitter, we are at tgrognards. Uh, someday, we'll actually be on Instagram, where we are the underscore grognards. And we love that email that we got once, where we are gamers at thegrognards.com. <laughs> I anticipate a lot of it just goes right to the spam folder. Yes, That's, you need to check I, that no, spam I folder. I check that spam <laughs> folder rigorously. You're supposed to play along, Greg. <laughs> Every day, I open it up and... <laughs> There's nothing there. Oh, man. Make Greg happy, people. <laughs> Send him an email. Just say, hi, Greg. And just, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. You guys are pitiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to thank Jimmy McGuire, Miggs, for joining us here on the Grognards. Thank you, guy, for coming in. Well, you didn't come in, but you did get up <laughs> early and you went into work early. So. Yes, I appreciate the offer, guys. Well, we appreciate you coming. All right. So for the Grognards, I'm Dean Geiken. I'm Eric Holly. And I'm Greg Zuper. And he's Jimmy McGuire. Game on. Have a great day. <laughs>